welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists that it is completely possible to have a great career in the arts. And if you ever want to tune in and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just check out the schedule over at facebook.com groups slash artist academy every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. Welcome to 2020. (laughs) How crazy. We're in the 20s. Do you guys remember the 1990s? For real though, like, or like the 80s. I was actually born in 1989, um, had my childhood in the 90s, my teenage years and stuff in like the 2000s. And it is 2020 now. And, you know, okay, so every year I get super, super excited for just the possibility of a new year. And I know, I know that you can literally change any part of your life at any time of the year, but there's something special surrounding the jumpstart of a new year. And in this case, a new decade. So today I wanted to hop on and just share my numbers, share my goals, share my wins, share my losses, and also just walk you through how you can plan for your 2020, which is going to be your best year yet as well. Okay, so as stated in the last episode, I was going to share with you all of my numbers because this was the biggest year I have had yet, and you know what? (laughs) So I kind of had a funny realization going through my numbers, and like I mentioned, this this is something I just don't feel like people talk about enough. I mean, how many Instagram artists or Instagrammers just in general do you follow and you're like do they make money from that how much are they making like like how much are they selling their painting for how much did they make a year like uh, these are all questions that I want to know and I think it's so weird that people aren't as upfront about it as maybe I think they should be although I think it may be a little tacky to be posting how much you make on Instagram or Facebook kind of like a brag however 
I wish that this information was just listed somewhere, you know, like a like a like a dictionary or an encyclopedia full of like what an artist makes and how they got there and all of that, which is actually part of why we started the Artist Academy. Okay, anyway, so I'm going to go through what I made throughout the year. And it's so funny, like I mentioned, I thought this was going to be just the best year I've ever had because I worked more this year than I ever have in my life. <laughs> and looking over the numbers, I was pleasantly shocked a little bit about how much I worked, yet how much I didn't make. And I was like, okay, what the heck? So for reference, my business revenue was over 100,000 this year. That's my revenue though. Total profit was just under 100,000. And you know, I really thought that I was gonna blow that 100,000 mark out of the water. Like I said, just from how much I worked. And I'll explain as I'm going along why I didn't. And because at first, just crunching up the numbers, I was like, what? I thought for sure I would have made this goal. And as I dug further into it, I was like, oh, of course. I, of course I didn't, I didn't meet it. And this is why. I reinvested so much money into my business this year, like more than I ever have in my entire life. And when I say reinvested, I mean, I spent money hiring other artists. Um, almost $20,000 was spent hiring out other artists to help me uh, paint things, paint murals, um, or I would just hired other artists to completely do the job for me. And so either I took a cut of it, or if you're in the Artist Academy, I didn't. Because I assume that if you're in the Artist Academy, you're wanting uh, exposure, you're wanting help, and I've, I've, I kind of treat the Artist Academy as you're already kind of paying dues. So any kind of business that I give to people who are already in the Artist Academy, I don't take a percentage from. I'm just like, here you go, so the client will pay me and then I'll pay the artist. So that gets included into my total revenue. But not my total profit. You kind of follow. So this year, I really tried to take a step back and I go, okay, every job, every art job or painting job that I say yes to, I'm saying no to the Artist Academy. And that's really how I thought of it this year. So in turn, I gave away a lot of jobs. I gave away a lot of window painting stuff. I gave away a lot of mural work so that I could get jobs done faster, so that I could leave early to do Art Talk Tuesday, so that all just, and all this stuff, like so that I could do a tutorial at night or just all of this. So that's kind of how I rationalized it because this is a business that I want to grow. And so with that, although I was making some money with the Artist Academy, I reinvested basically all of it. <laughs> so, which was just another harsh realization. I was like, okay, so I made about 10 grand. I'm just going to say I made about 10 grand uh, through the Artist Academy this year, and I reinvested the entire amount <laughs> in a virtual assistant and hiring uh, Adriana. Hey, she's editing this podcast um, and hiring her to do things like edit the podcast and help with customer service stuff and help me with my invoices because taking on another role as an art educator, I knew that I wasn't going to have all the time to do it. So I needed help. So I invested in a virtual assistant. 
I also invested in the Artist Academy website, the place where you all go if you're in the Artist Academy membership, and you go and all of your tutorials are located on that website, and it's just so easy to navigate and learn, and it's just all there for you behind a password-protected site for members that costs education. So at the beginning of the year, I bought a course that taught me how to teach you guys, that taught me how to do a little bit of marketing online, that taught me how to set up a tutorial properly so that you guys learn and it's not just information going through one ear and out the other. I needed to learn that. And I spent $2,500 on education throughout the whole year. So when people are like, I can't afford $27 a month for the Artist Academy membership, I'm like, give me a break. <laughs> you know, honestly, every time I'm like, the more you invest, the more you're going to get out of it. That's honestly what I think about education, about anything. And obviously that's why I think about that with the Artist Academy membership too. Like I'm investing, I invested everything that I made this year back into it, into education. Like I said, the Artist Academy website, uh, a virtual assistant, advertising. And I think that's about it for that. But yeah, so all of that took up all of my profits for the Artist Academy. And I just wanted to share that up front because I think it can be really, really relatable to you or the aspiring artist or the hobby artist or the part-time artist who isn't making a lot of money, but you're putting in a lot of effort right now, you know? And I know from personal experience right now, I mean, my business, my art business, Several, several, several years ago was like this. I was doing a lot of work for a little pay and it was just exhausting. However, I'm pretty far removed from that. I'm like seven years into my full-time art career, so things are a lot easier now. However, starting the Artist Academy and mentoring other artists, getting that started was a lot of work for little payout. However, I fully believe in this program and in my teaching abilities and in my abilities to just help aspiring artists do exactly what I do and make good money. Like I said, I made 100,000 in revenue this year, like which isn't a million, you know, but it's a great living for somebody living in the Midwest. And I know how to teach you to do that. So I don't mind investing back into it because I know I will have hundreds of students one day with hundreds of stories about how they transform their art business and are now making double, triple, quadruple profits from what they've learned in the Artist Academy. I truly, truly, truly believe that. And so I don't mind reinvesting the money that I make now back into it. So I say that, I tell you all of that so that it can be relatable to you and for you to realize that the first year of any business, you're lucky to break even. You are. And so if you're in the first year of your art business and you're like, I made $200 this year and it was because it was from my mom's best friend who my mom talked into buying a painting from me, you know, <laughs> like it's, you're paying your dues right now. Like this, this is the worst year you'll ever have. This is the least profiting year you will ever have. And now it's over. And now the next year, I guarantee if you work at it and you practice and you get the word out, it will get easier. Just like with the Artist Academy, one day I'll be profiting. However, the first year, it just takes a while to get it off the ground. And it's the exact same with your art business. So I just wanted to share that so it's a little reassuring. So you're not like, I think a lot of people on Instagram, you see the highlight reels 
of everybody's art careers on there and they're like you see them just years down the road and they're just getting commissions as fast as they can as they can paint them and you're like it's not fair like I want to be there and you don't realize that it took them years of practicing with nobody buying for them to get to exactly where they are so if you're still in the area where you're practicing and nobody's buying it will get better you just have to practice more and get the word out there and join the Artist Academy <laughs> to jumpstart your process. <laughs> no, really though, but you just have to keep going and eventually it will work out. Now I'm going to go over to my goals for 2020 and how you can make your goals and then let's create a plan to get it all happening, get it all in action. Okay, so the first step when making a plan for 2020 or any year or the next six months, the next quarter or anything is to look back on what happened the previous year or the previous quarter and see what was good, what was bad, what went horribly wrong, uh, what people responded to. You have to write it all down. And let's just start with writing down what went well. So uh, write down everything, all of your wins, I guess I should say. Write down all of your wins. And I always type it in a computer because my handwriting is atrocious, which is crazy because I'm a calligrapher and my handwriting when I'm doing uh, precise calligraphy is great. But when I'm just painting on it or just writing on a piece of paper, it's not so great. So I use a computer, type it up, write it, whatever you want. Just write down all of your wins. And this sounds kind of silly, right? You're like, okay, I'm gonna, let me brag about myself. Let me give myself an, an endorphin hit by like showing everything that went well. And your, your list might be short. And if you're in the first year of your business, expect it to be really short. However, expect next year your list to double and expect next year your revenue to increase and just the whole thing. But wherever you're at right now, just soak it in and appreciate it because it's all about the journey and that's, that sounds really woo-woo, but that's what I have to tell myself too. I'm like, okay, I'm not making money right now, but I am helping people, you know? And so in your, in your art business, like, okay, you might not be making a lot of money right now, but the person that you sold that piece of art to, how happy were they? You know, how happy were they to exchange a hundred dollars for that custom piece from you? You know, like there, there are small wins, even though they might be small, they're definitely wins and they will multiply. So write down all of your wins. So I'm going to share a couple of my wins this year. So this year I started a podcast. <laughs> this was the very first year. It was just an idea at the beginning of the year and about... February or March of 2019, I was like, okay, I'm just going to start interviewing artists and see where it goes. And now I do solo episodes and we're on episode 52, I believe. <laughs> and that all came from just starting, you know, several months ago. And now it's transforming into something that helps artists, you know, a lot of artists listen to this while you paint or while you work out or while you're in the car. And I just hope to give little tips and tricks and motivation that, that will help inspire you to do this full time. And so I started a podcast this year and I'm super proud of that. I also got breakout artist of the year this year. I'm not sure if you saw that when I posted that on, on Instagram, but the local arts council 
they made up an award for me, basically. They have an award ceremony every year for very established artists. These are people in our community in the theater or in all different areas, and they're usually much older than me, and they're usually, they usually have contributed a lot in their lifetime, and those are the people who usually receive the awards. And so this year, they decided to add an award for me, which was super cool, I thought. They called me one day and they're like, hey, we're giving you an award at our award ceremony. Congratulations, you got Breakout Artist of the Year. And I was like, what? <laughs> really? And they're like, yeah, they, they really appreciated my artwork around town. I started the 417 street art movement and just, I think that was about two and a half years ago. And since then, several murals have been created around town and people love them. And it creates just a sort of community pride and people go downtown to take photos with the murals. A lot of them are photo ops, some are wings, some are all these different things. A greetings from Springfield mural, just all that. And yeah, they gave me an award. So I was like, that's cool. So another thing, I started the Artist Academy. The Facebook group had zero people in it a year ago, and now it has 1,000, over 1,000 right now. And that all started from just starting a year ago. A year, it took me a year to get 1,000 people in this Facebook group. I also started the membership program about April of this year, uh, which is amazing. <laughs> and just kind of dove in and was like, hey, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna teach you guys to do what I do and just, just, just let's just go with it. And 20 artists raised their hand and were like, we don't know how you're gonna teach it either, but we're in. And several of them are still in. Olga, Alyssa, you guys, I'm so thankful that you guys took the leap with me and are now excelling in your art career even more with some help from the Artist Academy. I can't I can't uh, claim all of your success, obviously. I give you some ideas, I give you some inspiration and contracts and templates for you to use in your own art business and you guys are the ones who really run with it. And I love watching all of that happen. Okay, another one, I created a really big mural here in town at a place called Quarry Town, is a really, really big one. Um, so I count that as a win. I went to Africa for a few weeks. We went to New Mexico for a few weeks. I took about two months off this year. So I guess that would be something to note as well. With that over $100,000 in revenue, that came with taking two months off this year. So that came with just working 10 months out of the year. And that's another part. And I'm not saying this to brag about it. I'm saying this because... I think that's the way life should be lived. Like if you want to take off for two to three weeks at a time or a month, you should be able to do that. It's only in the United States. Okay. And if you're listening outside of the United States, you're like, yeah, we do that. Like no problem. If you're in Europe, you're like, yeah, we do that all the time. It's only in the United States where people, you know, they, their identity is solely around what they do. And I'm very guilty of that. I can't even say that. <laughs> I can't even say I'm not. But what, what happens is they, everybody expects you to work, 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 and having two weeks off a year is good and normal. Whereas outside of the United States, people do not work themselves the entire year. They, they live more and they take vacations and all that. So I'm like, you know, I would rather be like that. And so we went to Africa for a couple of weeks and we went to New Mexico and just all this stuff just to really unwind. And so these are all the wins and stuff. So also... 
I want to encourage you to write down every single commission or every single painting that you've done, whether it was free for a charity or if it was a paid commission from someone or whoever bought your painting or whoever like won a giveaway or something like that. Just write it all down and which comes with doing your taxes every year, right? You have to figure out how much you made this year. So when you're figuring out those dollar amounts beside it, and I have a sheet that goes over all of this. So I do this. It takes up like five different pages of things that I did this year and what, uh, who, who bought what and just write all of that down, write their name, write, uh, and just, and do it in order as well. So start in January and actually a little trick for this, go through your phone, your camera phone, um, so your phone on your, your camera on your phone <laughs> and go start from January and just start scrolling in your photos. This is exactly what I do every year. Cause every time you take a piece of, or you complete a piece of art, you take a picture of it, right? So that's a really good way to not miss anything. So start in January and just go through and be like, oh, I did this canvas for this person. And then February, oh, I, I did this mural for this person. Write it all down. And when you once you get to December 31st, which is actually the day I am recording this, December 31st, go back and then try to think, or you could just do this while you're doing it, but try to think how you got that job. Like think way back and like dissect it. So if you got a canvas commission from your <laughs> mom's friend's cousin or something, I don't know. And just really dissect that. Be like, okay, why did they commission me to paint this? What was it? Was it your mom talking you up? Or was it because you posted online every day? They saw what something that you posted and was like, oh, I want something like that. Because that's not your mom just solely getting you a job. That's you posting on social media and reminding them that you're an artist every day or every week and showing people what you can do. And so you write down, I would write down like probably your mom's connection on that or or, and write down Instagram or Facebook on there too. So that's kind of a little bit of networking and kind of a, a little bit of social media that got you that job. Okay, for example, I got that, a big mural job that I was talking about for Quarrytown this year. I got, let's see, I got that one because I know someone who knows someone whose brother was that, uh, was uh, the contractor for that job. And so that was part networking. However, I don't know that person very well, but they saw my Instagram and Facebook posts every single day, me showing them that I can do big work, that I do good work, that I do it for companies that have a good reputation. And so that's part of Instagram and Facebook, just reminding people that you are an artist. Because if someone, like I guarantee if I, if I wouldn't have posted all the time on Facebook and social media showing people what I can do, I would not have gotten that recommendation because people just knowing you're an artist and seeing something once is it's very unlikely that they're going to think of you when they recommend a painting or, or recommend you for a job or something. There's, there's a chance. However, if they see that you're really good, if they see that you're reliable, that you're out doing things and you're showing them and it's so easy to do on social media, you literally, it's a push of a button every day. That, that counts. Okay, another example, I have a client, a customer who I met through networking kind of th through a interior decorator. 
And she gave me this client who is my biggest client of the year. Like they, he owns a property management company. He, he, he owns a lot of real estate. And so I met him through an interior designer who I met through my fiance. And that's like, it's so part of its networking. So he introduced me. However, another part of that is she's an interior designer. And that's how I got that connection. It's because of her connections. So this year, I looked back on that. I was like, okay, the number, my number one client this year I got from an interior designer. How do I meet more interior designers? You know? So I'm not just relying on my fiance Ryan to introduce me to all the interior designers in town. I went and signed up for the Springfield Design Association, which I guarantee there is a design association in your city for interior designers. Look it up. This is really, really big advice. I highly, highly, highly suggest that you put this on your 2020 goal plan is to meet interior designers or interior decorators. I'm not sure actually what they prefer to be called, but we'll just call them interior designers. And so I went to a meeting, I took really cute business cards, I handed them out, and I mean, it costs to be in this, but that's the cost of doing business. You have to spend a little bit of money to make a little bit. I think it's like $200 to be, for, for the year, to be in this designer's network. However, the potential is so much higher than $200, and they know that, which is why they, they charge $200 just to be in this network and to meet these interior designers who will then give me jobs once a relationship is established and once they see the work that I do. So I'm taking my own advice. I'm dissecting how I got my best client this year, and I'm like, okay, how can I duplicate it? How can I meet more interior designers for more clients like this to possibly just multiply in 2020, okay? So just do that and write down, just dissect every single one of your of your art jobs and exactly how you got it. Was it because you started an email list and they bought off of that email, like that email blast that you sent out? That's that's very much a reason, you know? Without you sending out that, hey, I'm, I'm giving 20% off this week and someone buying, like without you sending out that email, they would not have bought that. So I would say figure out what's working and do more of that. Simple, right? <laughs> okay, so I actually went through and I wrote either networking, Facebook, Instagram, uh, or the 417 Street Art Project, which I started here in town. And I wrote down one or multiple of these. So like I got a job through networking, I got it through Facebook, I got it through Instagram, or I got it through the 417 Street Art Project, which is the but butterfly wings, the, the photo op art around town. And I wrote one or two, because sometimes they kind of overlap, one or two of those next to every single painting job that I got this past year. And it was a little surprising. So this year, I just want to share just with just complete openness. Most of my jobs came from knowing someone who knows someone who knows someone. Networking. Now, if you're like, okay, but I don't know a lot of people. Yeah, I didn't know a lot of people when I moved here either. But I make a conscious effort to go out and do charity auctions, to do um, volunteering with B Big Brothers Big Sisters, like just a lot of stuff 
that has a really good benefit, but also could benefit my art business because it gets me to meet people. It gets me out in the community. The more people you meet, the more jobs you will get. So the majority of my revenue came from just networking, knowing people, people referring me. It also came from a lot of past business too. I'm at a point in my business where my past clients who I had barely known when I got the job for them, you know, they're recommending me to other clients. And I know that's not very relatable to some people who are just starting out, but I just wanted to share. I wrote down, I think it was about, so I have the number 40 next to networking. So I got 40 jobs that included networking, 15 jobs that had a tie to Facebook. So some people who follow me on Facebook, see myself on Facebook, um, messaged me on Facebook. It could have been pure out of the blue. I might not even know who they are or they kind of know me barely, but they follow me on Facebook and that's how they really keep up with my art. Either one of that. Uh, Instagram, I had four jobs from Instagram, which is super low this year. And it might be a little surprising because I have over 50,000 followers on Instagram. So you would think that more would come to come through my Instagram, but this year it just, it didn't. I got a lot of print sales from Instagram, but not a whole lot of mural jobs, not a whole lot of commissions. Uh, this year it just wasn't really all about Instagram. It was more about Facebook, which I just have a few thousand. I think I'm right under 10,000 total reach on Facebook, but I got way more from Facebook than I did Instagram, which is just so interesting. And then I had seven jobs come from the 417 Street Art Project. So just starting this project, doing a free butterfly, and then expanding it to do paid gigs. People found me either through the hashtag or they wanted something that I had done through the 417 Street Art Project. That was just a project that I started out on my own in order to get maximum reach and just get my art out there. And if you want a tutorial over how to go about that, just send me a DM on Instagram to let me know that you do want it and I'll create it. So yeah, okay, but I also wanna share something real quick. So every year is different. And last year, if I were to actually, okay, if I were, I did sit down and do this and the majority of my income last year was from Instagram, which is crazy because I had half the followers last year you know, and just as many followers on Facebook, and I knew almost just as many people, uh, but the majority came from Instagram. So I don't want you to look at my statistics or your statistics, statistics this year or next year or whatever and say, okay, Instagram isn't working anymore. It's all on Facebook. Like, that's not how it works. It, it fluctuates. I would say use this and see what's working and play to that, but don't ignore. So I'm not going to ignore Instagram just because I didn't make a whole lot of money on it. I actually get a lot of Artist Academy members from Instagram. So I might just tweak my posts a little bit and more talk about the art, art educational side on Instagram, whereas I'm just posting photos on Facebook, you know, because I don't get a lot of Artist Academy members from Facebook and I don't get as much... Uh, mural jobs from Instagram. Those are mostly on Facebook. However, I mean, if you were to, like I was saying, if you were to sit me down 
uh, last year and go through everything that I made. The majority came from Instagram. So I'm not completely writing out Instagram. I'm not going to stop posting because I'm not making as much money on there. You never know. Last year, I got two jobs that were over 10 grand, so which is what, what I consider a pretty decent job pretty decent mural job that uh two jobs were well over 10 grand from instagram and that was purely i didn't know them like i i didn't know them at all and i was just referred to someone who followed me on instagram to something and or they found me and they found my instagram and they saw that big number by my name and thought wow uh, she must be good. Like all these, all these people follow her. Like this, that's all very, very, very intentional on my part. I grow my Instagram so that I get that clout, I guess you could say. So I get that validity, I guess you could say. And so yeah. Uh, so last year it was mostly Instagram. This year it was mostly networking and Facebook. So I don't know. And then this next year, you you never know. But this is why why we do it every year. So just to recap. You, to plan for 2020, you're going to write down all of your wins, all of them, everything that you accomplished. If you made a website this year, that's a win. If you sold a painting this year, that's a win. And write all of those down and then go through and dissect it on how you got that job. And then we're going to focus a lot of that how onto this next year so that you can get more jobs simple, right? It's so funny because a lot of people just don't do this. They're like, I don't know where to focus my efforts. I don't know. (laughs) Also, another trick is, you know, that top nine feature that everybody does around this time of year. So top nine photos that people like, that's a really good way to see visually without even having to ask what people like. That's just a really good way to see what your followers are responding to. If you have a lot of paintings of flowers and you have a lot of paintings of barns (laughs) and people really love the barn ones and and not the flower ones and you can see that on your top nine because there's not a whole lot of flowers hey maybe you should focus on some barn paintings (laughs) and maybe not so much flowers but and just use that as a guide always stay experimenting obviously but use that as a guide So people will tell you exactly what they like. It's just up to us to listen and use that accordingly. Also, one more thing. I was actually, so I was going through here and as I was writing down all the paintings that I did, there were several that I wrote down that I did just as like a a network building exercise. So, and what what I kind of mean for that, so I did a painting for the local zoo for their annual fundraiser and... I did that one because I'm going to be on the board of their, or sorry, on the committee of their annual fundraiser, which is a very who's who happening uh, place to be kind of a thing. And I did a little bit with them last year. And this year I was talking about it and I was like, well, I'll just create a painting for you for the poster of this event. And they were like, oh my gosh, thank you so much, so much. Like this, the zoo's nonprofit. And I was like, you know what? I'll just do it for free. And that way 
I mean, I that way I'm on the committee and I mean, I'm sure they would have let me on the committee anyway if I would have charged it. But just doing it for free is really just showing someone that you care, that you want to put in some effort, that you're here and you matter and it makes them want to help you out more as well. Obviously, use your own judgment in this. Some people are just out for the free stuff. They don't care. I use your own judgment. But in this case, I know them and I've been doing work with the zoo for a couple years now and I was like you know what I'll just do this one for free and then you know if you guys want to do prints we'll make money off of that way or whatever so I did their poster image and I'm gonna be on the committee and I'm being on the committee to help them yes but also to help and just expand my network there are several people on the committee for this kind of a thing and they're really good people to know the head of the committee is an interior designer that I really want to know. And so by me doing this painting, getting in touch with her, talking about, you know, how we can incorporate the painting into this and that, like that's me networking, building a relationship with her in order to help my business. And you know, a lot of people will might, I don't want to say a lot of people, some people might look down on that to where you're thinking like, oh, you're just using people. I do not. I use it as networking and I think that's a really good way a really smart way to build your business so use my tactics if you want to but I wanted to point that out as well because another reason that my revenue or sorry my profit goals weren't what I thought they were going to be is because I did spend a lot of time doing things like that and so a lot of things there where I'm not just painting for free I'm not just throwing away time and money I Anything that I did, like paint that canvas, I spent a week painting that canvas, it's for potential profits. And it's kind of hard to look at that and see that $0 amount and be like, ah, man, like I made nothing that week. However, the potential for that painting that I did for free in order to network and build upon that, the, the potential has so much it just, it's so much more than what I could even know for right now. I have no idea what's going to come from this, but I, part of being an entrepreneur is thinking about what you're doing today that could benefit you tomorrow, a year from now, three years from now, five years from now. And so when you're looking over your total revenue or your total profits or everything that you did this past year, just kind of think like, Hey, like, was this done to help build my business overall. And if it is, don't worry about not profiting from it. And I have to tell myself that too. Like, honestly, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I didn't hit my revenue goal. Or I didn't hit my profit goal. Uh, oh, well, you know, this is something, this is kind of the talk that I have to put in myself. So, okay. So what's coming for 2020? So I just want to, okay. So a big, a big thing is to just set goals for yourself and then work backwards on how you're going to achieve those goals. This podcast episode is getting kind of long, so I'm going to wrap it up and we're going to do a goal setting session inside the artist Academy advanced of how to achieve your goals for 2020. Um, I've given you guys kind of the the main rundown. I'm going to do a bit more of an extensive training with them. The Artist Academy Advanced is currently open for enrollment. You can apply at advancedmember.com. 
as you know, uh, if you listen to this podcast quite a bit, it's in the ad, and go to advancedmember.com. You can apply for the month of January. I'm letting people in, and then I'm closing it down for several months like we did this past year. That way I can focus on onboarding, getting people settled, and getting people going and learning, and then I can focus just on the Artist Academy students and bringing no one else in for several months. So it's currently open if you'd like to join our goal-setting session that's coming up in just a couple days. Go into advancedmember.com and apply. Or if you're an Artist Academy Advanced student, you're listening to this, I will see you guys in a couple days. We're going to go live and we're going to plan out our 2020. I'm going to show you exactly how I'm planning out mine and what my goals are. Uh, If your goals don't scare you just a little bit, then they're not big enough. However, you do not need to make giant, giant revenue goals in order to feel worthy. So I want to balance it out there. If you think you need to make a hundred grand or a million for you to be worthy in this lifetime, you do not. However, if you are really, really ambitious like I am and you just want it to live the life you want to live, it's definitely okay to set high goals and it's even more okay to make a plan to achieve them because really a goal without a plan is just a wish. And I'm going to quote that and probably put it on Instagram or something. Okay, some of the plans that I have for 2020 in the Artist Academy is to bring in a guest expert that's a master in their field every single month of 2020. So January, February, you're going to have a new tutorial by someone who knows more than me about a certain subject. So whether it's art licensing or whether it's watercolors or it's selling on Amazon or I have or a master's in oil painting, which I do primarily acrylics. So I want to bring in a master in oil painting. And actually all of these, all of these that I mentioned are in the works. I cannot say for sure yet what's going to happen and when, but I am in the middle of bringing in guest experts every single month to help you in areas where I lack a little bit. I don't know everything. I know a lot about murals and acrylics and email marketing and stuff like that, but there are so many places that I don't know, like doing art shows or uh, getting into museums. That's just something I just don't have the expertise. So I don't want to limit everybody in the Artist Academy with just my knowledge. I want to bring in as many experts as I can, and I'm so excited about that. I'm really... I guess I hate saying the word lucky, but we'll just say I'm lucky to have the following that I do of 50,000 on Instagram because that does give me a bit of a reach to reach out to some of these artists who have a similar following and can teach really well and be like, hey, I would love for you to contribute to this. What are your terms? Some I'm paying for, some are being donated. So this actually goes back into I'm reinvesting a lot of the profits that I get in the Artist Academy. I'm reinvesting it into getting new material in for you guys in order to learn and make 2020 your best year yet. Okay, it is December 31st right now and I'm about to go to the gym and shower and get ready for tonight because we're going to have a party and welcome 2020 in with a little champagne and it's going to be super fun. So, But I wanted to get on here really quick and just to get, get this out and going and tell you guys how much I appreciate all of you guys listening to the podcast. I really feel so fortunate in this year that I found my little niche I, for the longest time, I kind of felt a little out of place in the art world because I was always so interested in the strategies behind 
the marketing and like how someone could get a hundred thousand out of one painting. Like I want to know the marketing plan behind so many artists and not necessarily like the history behind it or the inspiration behind it. And starting the artist Academy this year has really helped me just like fall into my niche of art and business and teaching it is something that I've realized I really, really like. So starting out this artist Academy this year, I went into it thinking, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this and we'll see how it goes. And at the end of the year, I'm so glad that I did in this podcast. This is only episode number 52, but it will go on for episode 100 and 200 and it'll keep going. So I hope you continue listening because you're the reason that I can put stuff out like this. Your downloads and your plays and all of that keep me wanting to keep putting out content. Also, send me a a DM on Instagram if you have anything that you want to know more about that I could talk about on a podcast. You guys know how much I love just talking to a microphone by now, episode 52. Uh, Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at art by Andrea Earhart. And I will see you guys in 2020, which is in less than 24 hours where I'm currently sitting right now. So I hope you guys have a great 2020 and I will see you later. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am at art by Andrea Earhart. I will then promote your art on my story and tag you as a little thank you for helping me grow this podcast and our Artist Academy community. I have a reach of over 50,000 on Instagram. So this is a little help me to help you incentive. Also, if you ever want your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy to check out the schedule every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you next week.